0: Welcome to the Nativity Good News Podcast. I'm Michael Sanem.
1: I'm Connor Kramicek.
0: And we're highlighting how Nativity parishioners are answering the gospel call to serve, to love, and to evangelize. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are joined by Dawn Grabs, who's going to be leading uh, some of our parishioners through the Called and Gifted program this fall, starting September 15th, I think, Thursday mornings here. Welcome, Dawn. Thank you. We're glad you're here. And I'm, uh, as always, joined by Connor Kamichek. Hello. And not always, but sometimes, Susie Meisenbach. Hello. So we're excited uh, to have Dawn here Um The whole Christian formation staff went through Called and Gifted in 2021. It was one of the first things we did together, sort of do kind of some team building, but also um, it's kind of like a skills inventory in some ways, but it's like a divine skills inventory. Um, And so we went through that process of um, kind of figuring out what our unique charisms or gifts of the Holy Spirit are, discerning that together. Um, and then Dawn was my, and I think a couple other staff members, interviewer. So you go through this process, you do, um, like a five session kind of course, which has a skills inventory or a charisms inventory in it. And then, um, and it kind of introduces, introduces you to all these ideas. And then, um, you go through a, an interview process with a trained interviewer. And that was Don and, uh. It was a wonderful interview. It's helped me so much. I'm so excited to talk about it, a lot about it on this podcast. But um, uh, we're just thrilled that you can come to Nativity and offer this for our parishioners. So thank you for
2: that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and
0: how did you get involved in this in this ministry, Dawn?
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm on an evangelization group at Good Shepherd, and we were exploring things to do, and one of my friends in the group Uh, highly recommended Called and Gifted as an evangelization tool. Um, It's a way of getting to know yourself and your gifts and your your charisms and how God is using you. Um, So at first it didn't tie in with me, like, how does this relate to evangelization? Um, But as I went through the course and then we went through the leader training so that we could offer it at the parish and... Now I'm doing it at other parishes just as a volunteer, um, but it's it really is evangelization because uh, it helps, we have to know ourselves so we can um, just understand the gifts that God gives us and why, why he made us the way we are and what we love and um, what we love to do, God's planted those desires, and that's how we evangelize. That's how we share God's love and presence in the world.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful, and it does. It really does connect what brings you joy, what brings you a real felt sense of God's presence, combining that with your charisms, your talents. So it really is evangelization. Um, and actually, it's Sherry Waddell, right, who wrote um, Forming Intentional Disciples. Uh, I think in 2012 that was published, which was like the first big kind of manual, I think, about uh, why we need evangelization initiatives, why we need to be missionary disciples. And this is her institute, right, Catherine of Siena Institute. So I think her work in evangelization ministry, she saw a need for people to say, uh, to, to claim the gifts they've been given you know, through the graces of baptism and confirmation. And, you know, as you said, be an instrument of the Holy Spirit in the world to evangelize the world and consecrate the world to God. So um, Connor hasn't been through it yet, but he's signed up. I'm signed up. And me and Susie went through it in 2021 and you went through it in 2019. Is that right? So what are, and this is for anybody, like what, what are the fruits you've seen from this program just in your time working with it?
2: Oh, so many! <laughs> it's really been transformative for me um, because I've always been like really active and wanting to volunteer and and serve, um, but often getting overwhelmed and mm-hmm. stressed out um, because I just fill in where I see there's a need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, um, my mom was a DRE also, and I taught. So was
1: mine. Uh- <laughs> so was mine.
2: Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh (laughs) i'm a dre oh my gosh (laughs) great mom (laughs) (laughs) wish our moms were here (laughs) oh they're great but yeah so i started teaching religious ed when i was in high school and then in college and then like off and on um i've never really loved it i always did it with a partner so now that i've done this class i see that i have a helps charism not a teaching charism. Mm. <laughs> and teaching, and then I've done children's liturgy, and if I had to lead the group by myself, it was very stressful. And it shouldn't be mm. I had my own kids in the class, you know. Um, but being a helper, I love. <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, and then like my one of my top charisms was hospitality, so. Just in missionary, um, so we live in KCK and we have a lot of Hispanic friends and uh, other other nationalities. Um, and just looking, like this program helps you to look back over your life, like what are all the things you've done and what, what has been the most exciting times in your mm-hmm. life? What do you love doing? What are you really passionate about? Um, and I'm like, oh, we have people over every weekend <laughs> yeah, for dinner. And I love it. Yeah. Like, um, and then like the things that you don't love as much, you know, that we don't, we can let go of that. We don't have to try yeah. to do, be who we're not, Yeah, you know, and I all felt, of those little things are important.
3: I felt like that was one of the most freeing things going through this understanding that everybody has different talents. You don't have to be I don't want to say this, but you don't have to be the religious head teacher, or you don't, because it, it, it doesn't bring everybody joy. So there are, there are people that it brings great joy to. And understanding that about yourself, I think, was so freeing to be like, oh, just because I was the mom and had to do all this stuff for the last 15 years doesn't mean that's my direction, or if it's not energy giving, you know, joyful. And yeah, so that was a great freeing part, I thought, about going through Called and Gifted
0: yeah many of us have had to learn skills, but it's kind of like flexing a muscle. You're used to administrating something, for example. an administration's a charism, but mm-hmm. Susie's Susie's <laughs> making a face at me. you have an administration charism, so it just it everything rolls very smoothly when you are administrating it whereas me it's that's not a charism, so it's like you know walking uphill or swimming upstream or something like that. So that's what's fun when you do it in a team environment like we did it because it was, oh, I've got the teaching, I've got the writing, I've got the knowledge. Um, But administration, you know, when I get to call up and order meals like, you know, it stresses me out for a half hour for no reason. (laughs) It's just not it's not a gift of mine, you know, Um, so you see that you really see like. Exactly what Paul was saying like to the early Christian community that you've been giving diff- people have been given different gifts and there's different parts and but there's one body and the body doesn't work unless we're all working together using our different gifts and talents. Um, and that was really a, a beautiful ecclesial thing, you know like uh, an understanding of church that happened to me as I went through this process. I don't have to be everybody. I don't have to do everything. I need to do what God's given me to do with the gifts God's given me. And I need to build community with other people who can do the other stuff and be willing to help them when they need, you know, my help with stuff too. So yeah, it's really, it it sounds kind of like you're doing, it might sound like you're doing some kind of selfish. You're just thinking of what your gifts are, but really this is an offering to the church as you go through this. It'll help guide um, your ministry, or maybe it's something you start outside the uh, church, you know, something else in the, that's serving the community and 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 building up the kingdom of God. So,
2: yeah, this is not meant to get people more involved in church. It's, yeah, that's not the goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's meant to get to know yourself so that you can serve God and He can work through you more mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And all of the charisms um, in the program, I thought maybe we could just read them. That's off. a great idea. <laughs> great. Yeah yeah. 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 So people know what we're talking. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, they are all meant for evangelization and healing. Those are the two reasons that we have charisms, to show God's love and presence in the world and for evangelization and healing. Um, So the charisms are administration, celibacy, craftsmanship, encouragement, evangelism, extraordinary faith, giving, healing, helps, Hospitality, intercessory prayer, knowledge, leadership, mercy, missionary, music, pastoring, prophecy, service, teaching, and voluntary poverty, wisdom, and writing. And those are all from the Bible. From yeah. different. Yeah. Is it 27? Places. Did I there's, remember that correctly? I think there's, there's 24 in 24. this program. Okay. And, and there, there mu- are yes. un- unlimited charisms. Exactly. These are just the main mainstream. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's funny if you were listening to that and you think, I wonder if I have a charism there. I wonder. Mm-hmm. And that's the great part about going through the program. They're explained in detail, but they also explain kind of how the best way you can discern if you have that charism or not is. And then I remember in my gifts interview with you, We talked a lot about how clusters work together. Mm -hmm. So teaching, writing, uh, knowledge might work together and wanting to kind of share some theological understanding that I have through writing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm telling you, folks, this is powerful. Like you said, this is transformative stuff. I mean, because once it became clear to me what my gifts were and I prayed over them and I just sort of poured into them, like the fruits just have been amazing. Um, I'm still not a great administrator of. <laughs> of you will never be a great administrator. <laughs> <laughs> you will never be, um, and that's okay. It is exactly. Um, <laughs> you have people on your team. There you go. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but the but then you're just so grateful for the gifts you have been given, and you get that mm-hmm. sense that somebody's working through me. Yeah. Um, so when I was, I, I discovered a writing charism, and I was writing, and writing is a joy, but it can also be. you have writer's block or you get stuck or you need to reformat things it can get kind of intimidating and i just remember being like this is your book god you know you're working through me so i'm giving i would just give it to god in prayer and then suddenly it was done Mm -hmm. you know um what are you you gonna say Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) he's writing the bible It's not. To- it's not. That. To-
0: it's not totally <laughs> God's. I mean, it's us working together. But yeah. But it and but even having that attitude towards administration or any other gifts you have that you're working through me on this, and I know what you start, you'll bring to fruition. So, I mean, talk about growing in faith.
1: I remember learning about these charisms a couple of years ago. Before that, I only thought charisms were like speaking in tongues and like healing. I didn't even know. That these existed and I think it is just like really empowering to know yourself in that way and these little things that you're good at like to dive deeper into that I'm really excited to try to find out the little things that I think I might be good at and to just learn more about how those are gifts from God and he wants me to use them and like to work through me with these things Um, yeah just really that self knowledge I think is empowering
0: Don if someone's sitting out there in the podcastosphere I'm thinking I think I'm interested in this but I don't know if this is quite for me what would you what advice would you give them
2: um, so it is a big time commitment really mm-hmm. um, so it's about six hours of videos if we do it as a group it takes about eight, eight or nine hours because there's discussion um, and then the next part is in an individual interview So you meet with someone, it's sort of like a spiritual direction session Mm -hmm. to just talk about your life and what you've done and what you love and where you think God is leading you. Um, And then the third part is a small group, and you don't have to go through all of the parts of the program. You can just watch the videos online by yourself at home if that's the most convenient or listen to them. Um, But... Yeah, I I would really encourage. If you think you're too busy, you're probably the one who needs to take this <laughs> mm. because it helps you weed out and focus in, you know, and it's it's prayerful. It's not just another extra thing.
0: Yeah, and I, it, it does get to the heart of what you're called to do and not called to do. You, you mentioned that. There is a sense of freedom in it of um this is what God's calling me to do at this moment of my life. So um, vocation as well mm-hmm. um, um, within that. And if, as she mentioned, like if the time doesn't work out, we there is an online option, mm-hmm. and we're also looking at maybe doing it again, uh, offering a couple like a two-Saturday class as well um, for it. But
3: I would also say if you're a parent um, listening to this, like I really feel... Um, like it helps you like understand and kind of take a step back and like, look at your children and be like, they clearly have charisms. I just need to let, you know, just not necessarily, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. yeah. push certain directions, but, you know, pay attention to those signals and see, and then they can explore that as they get older. But knowing, right. um, I think it, it, it builds your relationships with people knowing that, um, you know, everybody has these charisms and, mm-hmm. and just kind of watching out for them.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, We talked about how it might make you appreciate your church family, but your domestic church too, Mm -hmm. your your family family, seeing what gifts people have and and don't have um, is a way to kind of appreciate everybody's unique dignity um, and their unique gifts as well.
1: I think there's also a sense of understanding God's love better through it Um, just that, that idea of I am called to do the things that I like to do and that are going to bring me joy. And obviously there's sometimes you're going to have to do stuff you don't want to do, but like deep down, there's going to be a joy in these things and they're going to be life-giving and that's the things that, uh, like he wants you to do the most. Mm -hmm. So understanding what those are and finding out what those are, I think, uh, can help you to really realize like how loved you are by God and how much he like has a certain plan for you that's going to be the most fulfilling. Mm.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Yes. There is, yeah, that element of my, you know, discerning your own desires, deeper desires versus maybe a desire of, a cultural desire of, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. This clarifies what are my desires and what are God's desires versus maybe what I've been culturally conditioned to, to desire or think. You know, at this stage of my life, what, what should I want? What should I get? This gets you in touch with, well, at this stage of my life, what does God want uh, to give me and want me to share with the world, you know? There's a sense when you're using these charisms that you're, you know, the cup's overflowing, that it's not coming from a place of um, toil and labor, that it's coming from a place of uh, abundance and gratitude and peace and love and faith and hope. And doesn't the world need a little bit more of that, you know, yeah. <laughs> these days? I mean, that's the power of it, that it's not coming from fear. It's not coming from scarcity. It's not coming from reactivity. It's coming from uh, a, a divine a divine source, and uh, it bears, uh, you know, beautiful fruits because of that.
2: Yeah, that the Holy Spirit really wants to yeah. move. He's yeah. powerful, and we so often we play small and we think Mm -hmm. we, you know, I've done interviews with probably 60 people over the last two years and lots of people are like, well, I don't really have gifts. I just stay home with my kids and I just, you know, but as they start talking, um, they start to notice like this is, this is called a discernment process. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, these are your gifts. It's like, teaching us how to really notice and pay attention to, to the Holy Spirit working in our lives and to those moments. And then, you know, when we can really feel it, it's really tangible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can feel, um, you know, like the encouragement charism, just listening to people is so powerful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You get the sense, like I said, a real felt sense of the Spirit working. Yeah. And I think I think Sherry might have sent the, said this in uh, Sherry Waddell in either her book or in the videos so of just, you know, the Spirit is moving, but, but it's our receptivity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, uh, you know, God needs us to, you know, to uh, consent to being right instruments and to being courageous, because often it does kind of take some courage to mm-hmm. claim these and put yourself out there, mm-hmm. or recognize them. But... You know, this is our calling as as the church in the world, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, playing small with them doesn't really work. The funny part is when you claim them, you you're humbled because you know it's not from you. you yes. know it's not like you know that like this isn't something that right. I you know you maybe have developed a talent or skill, but these charisms, you get a sense that that God's working through you, mm-hmm. and um, and God's will will be done through you. So. It's a beautiful part of it also.
2: Yeah, so the, um, the signs of a charism are it brings you joy. It feels like prayer. It's never stressful while you're doing it. You might be tired afterwards, <laughs> but while you're doing it, you feel joy
1: mm-hmm.
2: and excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get feedback, posit- um, positive feedback, direct or indirect feedback. And you, we start to pay attention when other people give us feedback to things that we're involved in. Um, and then as a charism, it has extraordinary results. So we start to see God really working in a powerful way mm-hmm. through us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all those things we talked about, that sense of joy, sense of it not being toil. And then I do remember a lot of that discernment was, you know, what feedback have you gotten It, What's the response mm-hmm. been? I remember having to look at that you know, carefully there as well. Um, maybe it's amongst like minister types, but we often kind of like a compliment's the worst thing you can do to us sometimes, you know, cause we're Oh no, don't, please, don't you know, please insult me. You know, like we, we get uncomfortable with it, but it does teach you to say, well, thank you for saying that you've just helped my discernment of this charism. So again, it kind of helps you own that as well.
2: Yeah, so the, the third part of this program, the small group part, um, there's a workbook and you go through exercises um, in your prayer time and it goes through some problems with discernment like being too busy, um, blo- things that block our discernment or block our charisms, which could be childhood trauma or um, it just not that full relationship with the Lord not taking time to reflect,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, even just an unwillingness to explore it too far, you yeah. know, or, or
2: our or, own sinfulness. Yeah, too. Own, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, it, kind of inability or unwillingness to see and uh, and recognize it as well. Um, but we we kind of, you know, as we talk about these, when you kind of. Narrow down. I think I have these charisms. That really begins a lifelong practice of discernment, or practice of putting them into action, and you know, growing in your understanding of those. And your, um, you know, there there will be some natural abilities that go along with this as well that will kind of support you um, as well. So there's a there's a whole section in the book about natural talents versus charisms. And they might be kind of separate, they might be kind of together, but um, they're often supported by it um, as well. So it is something that then, you know, this is five weeks, it's a big time commitment, but if if you enter into this fully, you know, this is something that will not just enrich you for a month or, you know, the afterglow of the program, it, it's, it's, it's a lifelong call then to say, am I using these charisms and how? you could use them in different ways. You know, so I had a teaching charism, but uh, I do more most of my teaching in ministry now. But it's also an opening to, well, where am I not teaching? Where could I teach? Where could, you know, I be used in this way? So um, what are some of the best moments in this ministry, Don? that you've—or the best moment?
2: I love doing interviews with people. That's just—I've just really— really enjoyed that because everyone has a story, and everyone has uh, just amazing ways that God's working through them, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people don't recognize that, so seeing that step wherever you are in the process of your relationship with God, um, there's, you know, this is a stepping stone, mm-hmm. so this there's always moments where people are like, yeah, yeah, I do do that. Mm. Yeah, I I really like writing. Mm. Michael says. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I, I I need to figure out a way to get yeah. that into my life yeah. more because I love it. Yeah, it brings me joy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. As as powerful stuff. I mean, it really was powerful for my life. So, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like I want to tell people if you're looking to take that next step in discipleship, you've you've been formed. You're going to as many masses as you can, you're saying the rosary, you know, you know, this is really a good next step to being a missionary disciple. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows you how God's equipped you and how God, uh, really wants to work through you in the world to bring more, more of that love and light and, uh, of God's mercy in the world as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's powerful stuff, yeah. you know?
2: I've seen, I, just in my own life, I've started to s- just see miracles happening. Like, things are just happening mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. I mean, I could think of something, and I want that for everyone because yeah. it's there. It's yeah. just we just don't notice it yeah. a lot yeah. of times. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, so w- with my charisms, um, giving... Is one giving is usually financial, but I also have voluntary poverty, so that doesn't. <laughs> I don't have a lot to give, but I notice that God God works is yeah. working through this, and then helps and missionaries. So we've we've become friends with this priest from Ghana who lives at Christ the King, mm-hmm. Father Bayu, um, and he will just let us know when he hears of a need back home. Um, so he sends me a little message, Don, there's this priest named Father Peter, and he needs a heart surgery, a stent replacement, and it costs $12,000. So in Ghana, they don't have health insurance for priests. So if it's over about $500, you don't get it. <laughs> mm. um, so he's like, just pray for him. And if you just happen to you know, know anyone who might want to help. So the next day um, another priest that we know calls and says, and it hadn't talked to him in a long time. He said, I have some inheritance money I'd like to give, um, if you know someone. So because my husband and I work with the learning club, mm-hmm. so we have, we're, we're like the connector between the, the people in need and the mm-hmm. people who have the means a lot of times. So he said, well, I have about $20,000, so I'd like to If you have a a need, so I was like, "Well, Father Bayou. and they used to work together at the same parish, so they knew each other. And I just put them in touch. And a week later, the bishop from Ghana is calling and saying, "Thank you so much." The priest has it scheduled. The money's been wired. Everything's set. And yeah, just it was amazing. I'm so happy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: And that's all just from this discernment and putting into action and.
2: Like well, you said, the I mean, miracle starts happened to, I mean, this could have been happening in my life otherwise, but sure. now I see it through a different lens. Yeah. I see it as really good. God working through me in these specific yeah. ways.
0: Yeah. It's not as rare as you might think yeah. once your eyes have sort of been opened to it. Yeah. That's wonderful. So this is a way just to enrich your faith, you know, to, mm-hmm. to have... I know one of those charisms is extraordinary faith, and I do not have it. I wish I did. I wish I could say I did, but I've met people who do. Um, but it's given me a good. Uh, it's it's growing my ordinary faith that I have, if any faith is ordinary. But um, just in seeing the way that that God is working in my life and in the lives of others, so that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, the program is called and gifted. Start September 15th. You can find it all on our website. It's in the bulletin also. It's on social media. If you do have questions about it, feel free to email me, msanum at kcnativity.org, or give me a call. Um, And we are looking forward to a great fall with Called and Gifted. And we hope a lot of you out there will sign up for it.
1: I'll see you there. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. There you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) Do you or someone you know have some good news to share with our Nativity community? Email us at communication at kcnativity.org.